Chapter Twenty of Outlaws of Ravenhurst by Sister M. Amelda Wallace, S.L. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Gordon forgot in Our Lady. The clanking tramp echoed in corridors above and below, then died away. Muckle John, came Lady Margaret's agonized whisper. My boy, did he reach you? Aye, my lady. The fisherman paused. How could he tell her of that wasted, wounded bairn, gasping on the cot at home? Aye, my lady, he did. Speak out, Muckle John. True kindness will make you tell me the worst. It is much, so much, to be sure he reached you and Jeanie. Aye, my lady, he ha been with us from the first. Do not fear o'er much. We still ha hopes. He was all wounded, wetted, and weak and weary. Then the bitter north wind struck him. I did not find him till morning, and he was oot o' his head by then. Lung fever do get a bairn flighty so fast. He did no get his wits till this eve at sundoon, so we did no hear Sir Jamie's orders till then. Ten days on the way, he must think us grand and fine laggers. No, no, the Earl knows you too well to doubt your loyalty. He feared that Gordon had never reached you, and he has been searching the death pits of the blind Duncan ever since. Be the laird there? No, Muckle John. He and Stephen went to... Hark! I hear them coming. James? Who is with you, Margaret? Muckle John, Donald, Edwin, and the rest of the brave lads from the Cluth. Gordon is safe in Jeanie's care, ill with lung fever. Thank God they have my boy. Muckle John? Aye, sir. Stephen has the sacred vessels but it cut to the heart to leave the sacred stone. We could not lift so great a weight. Take your sons and get it. Aye, sir. Donald? Aye, sir. If I put you into the fireplace passage, do you know how to lead out without crossing the cistern? Aye, sir. Do you remember where we hid the chest of gold? Aye, sir. Guide Muckle John and then get the chest. Aye, sir. Edwin? Aye, sir. Could you get the dungeon keys? Aye, sir. Muckle John has them. Are any of the clan in the dungeon cells? Aye, sir. No, a few. There be Peter, Skipper o' the St. Andrew. Roger ha a guess that Peter helped to hide the bairn, and... I trust you, Edwin. Release all innocent men of Clan Gordon. But how will you manage it? Godfrey's men be chasing o'er the north tower, the kitchens, wine cellar, and such for us. I can lead the lads oot by the death-trap o' the blind Duncan, for I know the tricks, and he's as lief search in the pit o' the old black horny as there. Good, we shall all meet where the three arches open into the main tunnel. Aye, sir. Don's arrows began nipping the wave-crests of the frith, but down where the three arches opened from deeper to lesser darkness, the clan was still awaiting latecomers. If we bide longer in the silence, we shall hear the spiders a-spinnin', growled young Davy. Na, na, laughed Peter. Ye never do hear their shuttles clack. But, my lad, you'll soon feel how weel the old granny o' the weavers do bite. See yon muckle lassie crawling nigh your hand. See, be ye stark mad. Who can see here? Shut your eyes, Peter, came Edwin's swift command. Sir Jamie as wheel, and all the lads for the third-level dungeon. Ye have lived o'er long in the black night. Can ye ladies give me kerchiefs? 
I must bind their eyes now. Full sunlight that will go into as we pass with the tunnel would turn them stone blind. God bless you, whispered the Earl, as Edwin made the bandages secure. God bless you, for tis little else but wishes your poor chief has to give. Let Donald lead. He knows the way. As the last comers arrived, Clan Gordon crawled forward. Slowly the light grew until at long last the arching end of the tunnel was near, and across it a nodding spray. Oh, James, I wish you could see this. Only one tossing branch of heather with dewdrops glistening on half-open buds, and God's own glad sunshine over all. And so I shall, comrade at arms, so I shall one day, when we three, you and our boy and I, wander through the wild green forests of Our Lady's land beyond the sea. But hark, not so fast, Donald. Something is clanking among the oaks. Move that heather with your claymore, but keep under cover. Donald touched the root sharply. Crack! A bullet flattened against the arch. Then a laugh floated in from that outer world, and on it Roger's snarl. Come on, and a warm welcome to you. Godfrey is waiting where the passage opens near the old ruin. The seaward opening is well guarded. Come out, and a dose of lead to each. Crawl back, and pass the other two if you dare. Stay where you are, and die. Those old pitted rat-holes make fine graves. We shall have to tunnel out. The earl's weary voice had still in it the ring of steel. Hark! What be that? Stephen Douglas. Na, na, that can no be. But it be. See the all-gray cloak o' him? Oh, he must know. There be a thousand pounds on him, dead or livin'. It'll be his death, for Roger sees. Hark! He be speakin'. Lads. The voice of Stephen Douglas rang clear and steady. Lads, your guns are leveled at Sir James and Lady Margaret. What harm have they done you? It can't be the Earl. He's dead. But it is the Earl. See? The heather branches were parting, and the prisoner clutching the stone with one hand was drawing himself erect before them. The Earl! This the Earl! jeered Sir Roger. Stephen Douglas never lies. It was the captain of the guards speaking. The Gordon. That old cheer was scarcely more than a murmur somewhere in the ranks. Then it came in a long peal of thunder. The Gordon, the Gordon, welcome home, kind laird, thrice welcome. Fools, gasped Sir Roger, dismayed because he had no Godfrey to prompt him in this extremity. Fools, can that wandering beggar make you believe a lie? That madman of the grey cloak, that hounded outlaw, do you believe him? Would you call this old wretch by the rocks the Earl of Ravenhurst? Were my brother James of Gordon living, he would be a nobleman in his prime. Fools, can you call that vile, old, dungeon-rotted criminal an Earl and my brother? Sir, the captain spoke curtly, Sir, the ballots of your dungeons are not over-careful of the personal appearance of prisoners. This is the Earl. Stephen Douglas has said it. See, Lady Margaret is stepping out beside him to lay her hand on his arm. Sir, you can command us no longer. Our allegiance is to the Earl. Aye, lads, the cheer! Then the roar broke from a hundred throats, until Ben Ender re-echoed the old war-cry. The Gordon, the Gordon, for God and Our Lady! 
Sir Roger turned swiftly and strode up the path. Not even the stiffness of wounded vanity could hide the writhing of his sallow face. He knew. When had he ever forgotten it? Very scullions of Ravenhurst had nothing but contempt for the weakling of the House of Gordon. The Earl drew his hand across his eyes. The bandage was wet with tears. God bless you. You are Gordon's, and Clan Gordon was ever true. Do not judge poor Roger over hard. He has not the strength of will that goes with the Gordon blood. Poor fellow, he has gone down with the evil tide. More than he have done that, admitted the captain. Not all of us, though. Edwin never failed to make his Easter. Others risked it. But most of us up at the castle, sir, myself among them, most of us have gone down with the evil tide. Still, now that you are again with us, my lord, we will, God helping us, we will stand with you again for God and Our Lady. Aye, my laird, cried Edwin, give us the word, only give us the word. We'll help Rock Raven for ye afore the sons of the Nuno the Dial. No, Roger may have Castle Ravenhurst, and whatever of this world's goods goes with it. Sir, broke in Muckle John fiercely, ye will no give your rights to yon traitor. Let it pass, you brave-hearted clansmen. Is it so much that is given to him? Even here in this world, is there nothing better than piles of ivy-mantled stone and heaps of golden treasure? Weal, Sir Jamie, Edwin raised his hand in the old salute. If ye do not care to take Rock Raven for your brother, blood be thicker nor water, and ye have a forgiven heart. We could make ye a snug hold on a high crag in the heart o' Ben Ender. I have a better plan to offer. Erecting a fortress means the beginning of a feud, and the end of that we all know. More Gordons would die in battle, more orphans wail for bread. The cause for which our fathers stood is dead in Scotland, though not for ever. It is to the new world we should turn our eyes. There the old cause lives anew. Aye, shouted the captain of the guard. Aye, my lord, would ye lead us there? That is a plan worth hearing, if sailors' tales be true. Red men roaming the wild wood and trading you fur fit for a king's robe, to the tune of a few glass beads. Aye, lads, and Spanish gold. No, no, I am not promising fortune in the new world. It is not a land where gold is picked up by the handful, and jewels shine like drops of dew on a May morning. These are but sailors' tales. Those who follow me to Maryland must go for one reason, to find a spot where we can be free to worship the Lord our God. There are few priests now in Scotland. Soon even these will be gone. Without priests and sacraments, the faith must die among our children. Years ago, Baltimore told me about his colony. Do not hope for gold, for you will find hardships instead. On the way we shall suffer. We may face starvation. In Maryland we shall suffer much, at least during the months before the first harvest. Even after the worst is over, there will be hard work in grinding poverty all our lives. But we shall be free men in a free land. We shall adore God as our souls cry out to do. We shall rear our children in the faith. How many are willing to follow me? Sir, old Donald's trembling hand rose in salute. Clan Gordon, however, followed the chief. I be at your service. Muckle John, do not be all day with your eyes, sir. The fisherman drew a bit of heather through his fingers and looked off across the sea. 
never to know Scotland more, never to smell the wind o' morning blowing fresh fall o'er the heath, never to watch the sun arisen oot o' the waters o' the frith, glinting along the white caps, redden in the snow on the head o' Benender, calling and calling the fishers home. Muckle John Tamson o' the cluth, cried Donald, ye be the last man I'd take for a lagger. Lagger? Who be lagging? All the clan be goin' save Edwin. His old mother be past ninety and bedridden. He can no come till he lays her in the kirkyard. All the clan be goin'. But it cuts, man, it cuts. And I have a greater burden to lay on your shoulders, my brave Muckle John. You are the best seaman among us. It falls to your lot to be skipper of the ship that bears Clan Gordon overseas. Sir, I be no fit for that. I'd land ye all in Davy's locker. You need a deep seas man. By the time we found such a captain, what would Sir Roger have done? Got to rub rigs or more to guard the mouth of the frith. If go it be, go we must with the morning tide afore sun-up. Peter could take the St. Andrew with the seasoned crew, the women and bands and goods of most value. I could take the Nancy Kits with the landlubber crew. Then we'd run it for the Irish coast, where we might pick up a deep-seas captain, food and such. Well planned, Muckle John. There we could get your altar wine, Father Stephen. But the priest was shaking his head. No, my duty is here. The few Gordons who cannot go with you must not be left without the sacraments. You, oh, do not stay. Lady Margaret paused. It would be useless to plead with her brother. She knew his noble heart too well. Muckle John, called the Earl sharply, what are you doing beyond that heather bush? The dungeon hog gave ye eyes in the back of your head, growled the fisherman under his breath. My laird, I ha a wee bit o' business to be done. And that business is? I'd as lief not tell ye, my laird. Out with that business, John. Your blood is up. Weel, then, Sir Jamie, ye may ha settled score with yon traitor, but I ha sworn afore the clan too. Put the sin of vengeance on your soul the day before you faith death on the high seas. Sin, it be no sin, but... He stirred the Stephen Douglas, and like a giant boy knelt at his feet. I have sworn to give the traitor what he gave the wee chief, blow for blow with a knotted lash, oh, a galley whip, and then I have sworn to fling him fra the tip of the seaward tower. Weakling o' the house of Gordon, coward, traitor to the faith, he will have traded kith and kin for gold. Put his own blood brother to dungeon rot for ten long years, broke the heart o' Lady Margaret with waitin. He what would ha murdered the wee chief, but ye did no see the bruised and bleeding gaspin laddie. It be I what took him in my arms to Jeanie, send to kill yon Roger. It be no more sin nor to crush a venom spitten asp under my heel. Vengeance is a sin, Muckle John, said Stephen Douglas gently. Because Roger has wounded the heart of Christ by sin, need you sin also? He laid his consecrated hand on the shaggy black head. The rough hair parted. He ran his finger along the white line from crown to forehead to cheek. Where got you that scar, my son? Ye no weel, I be prouder o' yon scar than o' all the marks o' a laird's shield. Proud because you once fell guarding the body of Christ our Lord, and now you wound his sacred heart by sin. Na, na, 
the giant's shoulders quivered. A tear splashed on the sod. Naw, if you say it be truly sin, naw, I would no wound the heart o' him what bled for me. I'll forgive the poor weakling, I'll forgive. End of chapter 20